First things first, man, thank you so much for taking the time. That is awesome to speak with you, especially when we're knee deep into this current tour. Tell me, what does a monster truck day look like ahead of a show? Pretty chill. Well, yeah? for me, anyways. I don't really, uh, I try not to stress myself out. I find that the more stressed you are, the worse your voice is. So I try to just stay low key, relax. Most of tour, a lot of touring for me is trying to relax and keep my voice in good shape for the show. And so. Do you get any opportunities to get out of bar? I know you're literally city to city to city at the moment, but do you get a moment? Get oh, bars? yeah. Oh, I know. We try to do touristy stuff as much as possible. Mm. Like, that's just, you know, an afternoon and here and there. But it's pretty chill. It's, uh, the day is usually just trying to find somewhere good to eat. Have <laughs> you found anywhere good around here? I mean, Islington's not too bad when it comes to food choices. Yeah, we haven't, haven't looked yet. We haven't oh. looked yet, so I'm going to have dinner in a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I always feel like I'm second interview in a row in the last two days, but I've interrupted someone having their dinner. Oh, so. not interrupting me at all. No, no, no. <laughs> well, how has the tour been so far? Great. Any particular show so far in this run that stands out? Um, they've all been really good. Uh, KK's Wolverhampton was great. Yeah, that venue's great, and uh, they've all been really good. Like, I, nothing's really standing out because every night it's surprising me. To be honest, like. A, that many people come to the show on a Monday sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been weird. It, like, Cambridge last night was a Monday. And yeah. It was great. I think there was, like, I don't even know what the final count was. There were over 600 people. And I'm like, on a Monday? We'd never get that. <laughs> so it's been pretty great overall. It's been surprising to me every day. So I'm, I'm quite grateful to be able to just get to do this. As a, as a guy from Canada, come over here and headline these rooms is, is pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. You ever been to this venue before? It's quite a unique environment. Yeah. Never been to this one, no. Mm. And it's pretty neat. Yeah, it seems more like a theater kind of vibe. Mm. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Good expectations for London tonight from the crowd, what you want from them? Not really. I mean, I just want everyone to have a good time, like yeah. always. I mean, we go to the same, the crowd, uh, or go into every show the same, which is the desire to put on a good rock and roll show, have a few laughs, have a few smiles, you know, and then, you know, go home and have a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You've got another date tomorrow, so not so not good night's sleep just yet. Yeah. We're going to the new album. The dust isn't even close to settling. It's not been out long enough for that, Warriors. But so far, how have you found the reaction to it that you've been paying attention to? It feels pretty good. Yeah. I think um, everyone seems to like it. Uh, a bunch of my friends have hit me up so they like it. So it's good. I mean, uh, I'm happy that it's out, mm. and uh, you know, everything seems to be going the right direction. So it feels good. It's it's better than. Uh, it's better than anything going the, uh, the other way, so quite yeah, a Yeah, take the positives, right? All right. But going back to the early days of its inception, did you have a vision of what you specifically perhaps wanted to do with it, um, the direction you wanted to go in, and including in that, did the final product match what you initially set out to do? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we wanted to sound like we did on our first two releases. We wanted to have more of a... Uh, sound that reflected who we were at that time writing those songs and I think we were feeling a lot uh, very nostalgic about our beginning our early days so uh, we thought for this record let's just do as many songs as we can that just bang it out and feel like they used to so that was the goal the goal was to <laughs> basically uh, you know use our own nostalgia as inspiration okay but along that way I mean considering the state of the world and how things are, were there things that happened along the way as you're working on the album that kind of ended up dictating the direction for better or worse? Or were you able to kind of control exactly what you wanted to do? I think we have a pretty good vision of what we want every time we start. And we usually achieve it close to, mm. you know? And never, you'll never fully get what you picture in your mind, but I think we got pretty close this time. 
What about pressure? Did, considering you're talking about a nostalgic look from your own perspective, did you feel any pressure to kind of live up to the, the monster truck mantra of good times almost? <laughs> Not really, but I mean, I don't think we ever feel pressure because we f I feel like we're trying to be ourselves all mm. the time. So it's pretty interesting when, when that kind of stuff comes up when people are like, do you feel any pressure? It's like, not really. I mean, we, yeah, we felt like we needed to go back to where we was. I think we felt more pressure from uh, ourselves than anyone else. You know, fans were like, oh, yes, you know, go back to sounding like you used to. Yeah. And it was a lot of like, we put True Rockers out, there was a lot of different stuff on that and people weren't really receptive to it. So it was one of those feelings where it was like, well, what should we do for us? And we were like, well, let's write the songs that we want to do and not try to gain fans or try to be some kind of like, I don't know. I feel like our last record was a chameleon style record. We went yeah. all over the place and it just, I feel like now we've got it focused, like concentrated, you know, distilled. Considering, again, sticking with it, the state of things of the last few years, has it always been easy to stay in a sort of positive mindset that is almost required when it comes to making monster truck music? Particularly, you looking at delivering something that could serve in a way as a distraction to the general malaise of life, something for people to feel good about. Right. I think that's definitely always what we try to do. I mean, our whole vibe is, you know, we're apolitical, we're non-religious, mm. we don't believe in anyone should have to go look to their entertainment for their belief system. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think that the key to the whole thing for us has always been that we just want to have a good time. We're out there trying to do the same thing that people are coming to the shows to do. We just want to have fun with it in a group full of people. So I think that honesty kind of shines through a lot. And that's, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, the idea of us putting out a record with it, we usually have a ballad on a record. Yeah. This one has none. So the reason we did that was because we just wanted to rage the whole time. We wanted to party. We want people to feel uplifted and get get out of their house and things. Mm. So it's a it's a very interesting um, way to approach a record because there's no breaks. <laughs> but uh, but it was good and it ended up working out. I think. Do you think if you were put your finger on exactly where your popularity comes from across the world, do you think it's that attitude that that's what really connects people to you? It's got to be part of it. I think that a lot of people identify with the idea of, of getting uh, using music as an escape. Mm. And I feel like um, that should be the case. Mm. I don't want to think about world politics that much. You know, when I was 16, like those rage yeah. lyrics and things like that. But even then, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Mexican Revolution. Mm. And I'm, yeah, I'm listening to all these lyrics, about it and I'm just like, it didn't make, it still didn't translate, even though you're singing along to these songs. But it's like, it was, it was an interesting vibe, and I never, I don't know, I never attached myself to the politics of any of those kind of bands because it's just, it's not what it was about for me. So I kind of take that into this one. We try to do something. I'm not trying to sway anybody or ask anybody to, <laughs> to do anything or, you know, like try to pied pipe or anyone. You just want to have a good time. Has there been any tracks so far on the new album that you've noticed people are taking to in a way that perhaps you didn't expect? Maybe it wasn't that track that you thought people would gravitate to. I personally, Get My Things and Go was our first single yeah. in North America. I think in Canada it got uh, in the top five. And then a bunch of other places. And I had no, I didn't think that was going to be a single at all. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I was like, uh, really? Okay, <laughs> let's, let's do it. But yeah, that's what everyone thought. So it really turned into like, I think the storytelling aspect of it really makes it um, the single worthy type thing. But yeah, that was a weird one. That was a curveball for me. <laughs> 
I love that. Actually, that seems to happen again as well a lot. Every band we've spoken to in the last couple of years, this question we've kind of asked and varied on it, and it's always come up to be a completely a track that the artist, like yourselves, mm-hmm. didn't expect. Well, hey, everyone else expected it in the band except for me. Uh, I'm like, okay. Like, really? Like, I don't know, man. I didn't. I never. I don't know. It never really. It never really sat comfortably for me. So now it does. And it's great. But uh, you know, before before the record came out, you're like, okay, okay, okay. So that'd be a different one. Man. We, you're, far, you're fast approaching your 15th anniversary, if you can believe that. Nope. For you, what's your favorite thing about doing Monster Truck these days? I think just that I get to do it. The fact that I get yeah. to be creative for a career, and that's... I get to do what I was made to do. Mm. So that's... Um, it's awesome. It's great. It's great to think about. It's great to actually be able to... Um, travel. Yeah. We're here in the UK. We just did 12, a 12 day UK tour. No North American band usually does that. Mm. And like, we're doing like, you know, we're not doing huge rooms, but even at that, even at that point, like a North American band would come over here, do four shows and go to EU. We come over here and do 12. Like we feel blessed the fact that people are coming to these shows and we can do that many in the UK. That's amazing. Even that you can do it now, considering obviously the dead stop that we had of touring and live music and stuff like that, that people are still coming out, particularly we're hitting the winter period and obviously Mm -hmm. in the UK we've got cost of living crisis and we've got all this stuff. The fact you're having these packed out shows is, um, I think, not just testament to the live scene in general, but the need and desire for your type of music. I think it's funny because like, yeah, everything is kind of wild with the, the world. Yeah. Right now. So yeah, even before we came on this tour, people were like, oh, I might not, you know, because, you know, everything else and the Queen. And then it was just like, uh, that had, we were, we were like, oh shit, we have to cancel our tour. But it was like, um, it was, it was pretty interesting and, and a lot of like little hurdles, but the fact that we're seeing so many people come to these shows and so many of them have been sold out that we are just eternally grateful that like, I can't believe I get to do this. You know, and I get to go home and act like I worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take some time off. Well, there is other aspects of work. Bring them work up. I got to ask this. Do you think you guys are good at sticking or keeping up with the changes that have existed since 2008 in the music industry? So I'm talking about the stuff that requires uh, in a modern band. So the social media aspect, the keeping up with being online always. TikTok, stuff like that. Yeah. We don't have a TikTok. We'll never have a TikTok. No, we're not that kind of. We've got an Instagram and a Facebook. That's good enough. And Twitter, I guess. But we hardly ever like. I just kind of put when we're on tour, we're a lot more active on social media. Mm. Because otherwise, what do you post? We could do a whole bunch of different things, but we're not that kind of band. We're all, you know, adult. Yeah. And we're not really like into that stuff. You know, like it's different. It's hard to come up with content that makes it interesting and and gives you value to yourself. Yeah. It's really easy to get out there and be like, what's your favorite taco? But like, it's really hard to get out there and and like have impactful interactions, social media. And I think that's definitely what social media has taken a lot of that. Um, the personal, the personality, Mm. you know, because this algorithm now, you don't even, you can't even see the posts of the things you like. So it doesn't, now we just post, we got shows coming up, great. We got some footage from the show, cool. I'm not looking to change the world. We're not looking for a million followers. We're just looking at just like have an outlet if people want it. If not, cool. The other side to that question is always this as well. You have to buy, so you do that part and you do your post, social media posts about the band and the tour. Mm. Do, you, do you enjoy that aspect of it? Do you enjoy? I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's cool to have a photo album, but I actually, you know, I'm not, I don't like to go out of my way yeah. to try and, Oh, we got a post. Oh, we got to get something up. It's like, 
that world is over. Enough people hate social media and are off it that I know that it's just like, it's just one of those things where it's just necessary and mm. you do it and that's how we feel about it. It's not, we're not, you know, we're not going to do TikToks. We're not going to do, you know, little cover song videos and things like that. We're just, just not that kind of band. No, I, I don't blame you as well. You're right about the kind of feeling seems to be turning in a different direction these days where it's almost trying to get off it now. Yeah, or it's like, you know, people are putting out tapes. It's like nobody has a tape player, <laughs> you know, just to kind of combat the fact that we're sitting here in this digital era. Of, uh, uh, I, I love collecting cassette tapes. Right? So I can't I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, it's a thing because we don't want to be controlled by digital. And mm. that's what's happening. <laughs> Got one more for you, and it's really straightforward. It's spooky season, it's October. Mm. What is a perfect Halloween night for a monster truck? Oh, I love Halloween. It's like my favorite. We mm. started decorating September 1st. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're mental. My, my partner, who's actually here, we, we always, um, yeah, we have a little problem with Halloween. So it basically, I'm playing a show on Friday the 28th. My other band called Vicious Beast is playing a show on a front porch in this, like, kind of farm town okay yeah we're doing like a trick-or-treat show cool so uh yeah we'll just do that and have a bunch of fun and, and you know i have i'm dressing up like the crimson ghost from uh the misfits this year oh awesome you know, i got the mask and i got the glove and the crimson <laughs> cloak and everything i'm like yes but uh yeah yeah i love it it's Halloween's the best i wish the uk would embrace it in quite the same way that the north america and canada and stuff does we just don't we're a little bit leaner towards that these days but not yeah. to the level where you can go to um streets and homes and see it crazy like that it just doesn't get impressed my buddy has way. a 12 foot skeleton and it's a carried item at home depot so if you go to home depot in the stage you can buy a 12 foot skeleton forget how much it is it's something it's it's kind of like ridiculous i think it'd be equate to about 500 pounds oh my god but it's 12 feet and it's so awesome that's amazing <laughs> Listen, I'll let you go with the rest of the evening. Uh, good luck tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time to do oh, this. I appreciate you, man. Cheers. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?